note the vibes just earlier this season in the preseason in fact I had the chance to sit down with Mr. Kenny Smith, the Jet. You see him on TNT. You see him bowling, winning those championships in the 90s. But I had the chance to sit down with him in Abu Dhabi for a preseason game between the Timberwolves and the Mavericks. And we spoke about a few things that I thought you guys might find interesting. So check this out and let me know what you think in the comments down below. Subscribe to the channel and get buckets. Hello. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today at the NBA store here in Abu Dhabi. Appreciate you guys taking the time out of your schedule for what's going to be a very fun conversation with a legend of the NBA who's kindly taking time out of his schedule to fly over to the UAE and answer some of our questions and give you guys an insight into his amazing career. We're very excited for this week. As you guys know, we've got two NBA preseason games happening. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce the man known as the Jet. Make some noise for Kenny Smith. Kenny, come through. Grab a seat, my brother. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Kenny, how's your journey over? How are you finding Abu Dhabi so far? Oh, I'm, I'm over my jet lag, so I'm good. Oh, man, it's a blessing to have you here. What does it mean for the NBA to have a presence over here in the Middle East now? Well, I think just in general, in general there's been a big presence in sport here in the Middle East, uh, from soccer to golf, tennis. Uh, so basketball is a natural trans transgression. So um, I'm not surprised. We need to be here. Um, I'm enjoying it. I think his, uh, as fans, we have some great fans here, but we also have some great uh, people that will become fans. Yeah. And um, so I'm excited about that. Now, we've got two talented teams that are going to be hitting the yes. court. We've got the Timberwolves and the Mavericks. What are you most looking forward to and which players are you most looking forward to seeing out there? Well, I think I've seen both of these teams before. Just a few, just a few times. <laughs> just, a just a few times. times. Uh, so I, I'm actually just, you know, this is a great time. The preseason is going to be actually competitive because we have a lot of new players trying to make the team. So they'll be playing extremely hard to be part of the team. And then you have some other players who will be playing for playing time. Uh, you know, so then we have Luca, then we have Kyrie. You know, then we have uh, Ant-Man and Carl Anthony Towns and all of those guys, you know, great players. But it'll be really competitive, especially the first preseason game of the year is always the most competitive. So it's going to be fun. Do you remember the first preseason game of your career? I do. I really do. Um, my, uh, my career was against Golden State Warriors. So my first preseason game, my, not my regular season game, but first pre I remember that. First time you put on that NBA jersey and it's, it has your name on it. Instead yeah. of someone else's name on it. Like, like he's wearing someone else. He's wearing, I think, who was that? Orlando. Is Shaq? That, is that a penny or a Shaq? Yeah, so it's the first time you're wearing a jersey with your own name on it. Man, that must have been a special feeling. But can you tell us what your favorite moment, if you had to pick one moment from your NBA career that you will always cherish above everything else? Wow. My favorite moment. Oh, you said NBA. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, NBA. Uh, yeah. We had the NBA store. No, 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 I'm just saying because basketball in general, my favorite moment, it was my first college game. Because the NBA was a dream far away. But um, when you're playing in, in, the, in the States, you're playing high school. And you only play in front of 400 people. And then when you go to college, there you, uh, you know, we're practicing in the arena with the whole 16,000, but nobody's in it. It's empty. You're practicing in an empty arena. And so the first time I walked out, 
and I saw the band playing and the cheerleaders flipping and I'm walking out I'm like, oh, I made it. It's filled with people. <laughs> so to see, you know, instead of playing in front of seats, you're playing in front of people, <laughs> 16,000. That was probably my most memorable moment. And then in the NBA, whew, it's a collage. No, not just a championship, honestly, because it's, it's like the NBA is not a moment. It's a journey. So it's a collage of pictures that happened throughout the, the you know. So it's, it's everything. Even today, it's still part of it, the NBA. The reason I'm here in Abu Dhabi is because of the NBA. So that's part of the collage now. So everything kind of continues. It doesn't, it's not a moment, like a basketball moment. Like you, you, you could score points all the time, but I, I don't know if there's one moment. No, that makes sense. And obviously now you're having a very successful TV career on was, in my opinion, the best show on TV. Thank you. Um, but if we had a time machine and we could take prime Kenny Smith from early in his career mm-hmm. and put him in the NBA today, which team would you want to play on? Mm. I would play on any of them, honestly, but I would want to, you know, Milwaukee with Giannis would be great. Oh, you're taking minutes from Dame now. No, I'm going <laughs> to, they, they wouldn't need Dame. Oh, they wouldn't need that. <laughs> they wouldn't need that. <laughs> they wouldn't need that. Yeah, because actually the way I played is very similar to what the day's game is. I was, I was really, you know, a, a three-point shooter, could shoot the ball pretty well from that. I could shoot very well, okay, from there. <laughs> and then I was also a high flyer. So I dunk. So that's what you see today in the game. Hey, dunks and threes. So I was today's game. I was just born too early. Yeah, <laughs> just born too early. Man. Well, you know, you had a very successful career. You got a few championships on your way as well with the Rockets. And so I do my show, my podcast is with BJ Armstrong, who is from the Chicago Bulls. Okay. And he won a few championships as well. Yeah. And when I told him I was sitting down with Kenny this week, he says, man, we've got to get Kenny on the show because we've got to have a debate. Okay. Would your Houston Rockets have beaten those Chicago Bulls, if you had met in the finals? For those who don't know, <laughs> we'll explain the scenario. So the Chicago Bulls won three championships in a row with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan then retired. And then he played baseball, and he was a terrible baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> then he came back to the NBA. But in those two years, we won the two years. They came back, and they won three. Two things. First of all, yes, we would have beat them. <laughs> Yes, we would have beat them. Secondly, he was there one of those years. He was wearing number 45. And when they lost, when he was playing in that, that season when he came back at number 45, when he had 55 points in Madison Square Garden, no one was saying, oh, he's, he's rusty. You know, he, he scored 55 points in a game. You know, in the NBA playoffs, he was averaging 31 points a game. He wasn't rusty, when he, as most people would think. They lost to the Orlando Magic, Shaquille O'Neal. They lost to them four, four games to two. We beat the Orlando Magic four games to zero. We did not lose to them. So yes, we would have beat them. And there was another reason. Okay. They were too small at that time. This is before they had Dennis Rodman and Horace Grant had left. So without Horace Grant or without Dennis Rodman, they could not beat us. Now with Dennis Rodman, I'm not sure what it would happen. But without Dennis Rodman or without, there's no one. We had a guy that you, you guys will know, Hakeem Olajuwon, 
who they could not defend in mm-hmm. no way. I don't without think anyone could defend. Not with those two guys. Not without those two guys being there. It's impossible. It would have been impossible for those for them to beat them. Well, I hear impossible. what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense, but I know a few people that might disagree, so we're going to have to get you on the hoops. You know, I'll give you another. I'll give you one more this. stat. Okay, okay. We'll take one. back to Chicago. Okay. Check our record. against. Now it's a regular season. Check yep. our record yep. in the regular season, the first three championships that they won. We were six and one, or oh, I mean, yeah, I think five and one against them. We only lost them one time in the time that they were winning championships because they could not guard Keith Olajuwon. You make or a good case. case. <laughs> you make a great case, but I, I know BJ is going to have a few things to say, yeah. so shout out him as well. But you mentioned Dame Lillard earlier, saying that if you were playing today, you could play for Milwaukee. Is Dame the player that reminds you most of yourself when you watch the NBA right now, or is there one player that stands No, Dame is a much better shooter and a much better player than I, I, I think, you know, in terms of errors of what he's doing. But similar, very similar in terms of, I didn't, I didn't shoot as far as he does. Um, but the question was, who reminds me? Or? Yeah, who do you look at and you think, that's the closest to you that you would see in the NBA right now? Well, different stages, when I was younger, I could do, not all the things, but some of the things like getting, at speed wise, getting up and down like John Moran. So like I was very slight like he was. So you're getting up and down, jumping and dunking. I was in dunk contests and all that kind of stuff. Then as you get older, um, you know, there's a little dame, a little, you know, kind of staying a little bit more perennial, but those are the great players in the league. So I'm not, some of the guys I would mention that I play, like you'd be like, who is that? So I'm, I'm only mentioning great players, you know, but those two. I think we got some dedicated fans yeah, in the house. Yeah, they yeah, might know. I'll, they might I'll know stay with two, but I'd rather compare myself to the greats. Oh, I hear it. I imagine as well we have Kenny time instead of Dame yeah, time. Exactly, huh? exactly. Um, you know, obviously speaking of Dame and the Milwaukee Bucks, they're very strong now. I wanted to ask you a few questions about this upcoming NBA season because we're all Looking forward to seeing you on Inside the NBA. Mm-hmm. But who be the two teams that you're looking at thinking they're going to be in the finals coming up this season? I really believe before the season starts, there are going to be two more huge trades. Uh, because, you know, obviously James Harden is not there. He's not playing. And there's, a, there's about two or three other teams that I don't think they could sit the way they are and figure that they're contenders when they have MVP type caliber players. So I just don't think these are the teams, but if they will, if I had to say today, mm-hmm. um, you know, Denver Nuggets are gonna be right around there, without question. Uh, the Joker didn't get worse, he got better <laughs> this year. He's gonna be better. And um, those Milwaukee Bucks with Dame Lillard is gonna be impossible to guard. Uh, offensively, so they're going to be impossible because you ever hear when you hear the announcers, even we say it in TNT when you, when you watch the Milwaukee Bucks they're going to build a wall around Giannis to stop him it's impossible to build a wall with Dame Lillard on the floor it's impossible to leave Dame Lillard to put someone up front and then Middleton, it's impossible so they're going to be the most difficult team to guard offensively I think in the NBA. I like the Celtics, but that's another conversation. For another I mean, they're time. really good. The Celtics are really good, <laughs> but I don't know if they got better because they have, you know, they got rid of Marcus Smart. They got rid of Brogdon now. They got rid of Williams. So it's not the same team. 
So now I have to see what this new collection of Celtics look like. Which move from the offseason was the biggest surprise? You know, when it hits your phone and you're like, really? Like, which was the most surprising move you saw? Well, Dame. Yeah. I mean, we all thought he was going to Miami. He even said, I want to go to Miami. I want to be there. And we thought that Portland would accommodate him to get him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, to me, when it said Milwaukee Bucks, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> that's far away from, that's like, Abu Dhabi? Like, <laughs> he got traded to Abu Dhabi? <laughs> yeah, no, that was a big shock. It was, and Milwaukee yeah. culturally is so different to Miami. Yeah, 100%. Um, but we're going to see how it goes. I want to get some of your predictions now on the individual side of things. Mm-hmm. So who is your MVP prediction for this season coming up? Mm. I think the MVP will go to Giannis this year. You're not worried about Dame taking some of those no, that's only points off help the board? Him. That's only going to help him. The same way James Harden helped Embiid, he just will help him score easily. He, he will score so much more easier than he's ever scored in his life. I just remember, and I wasn't nowhere, like I said, I'm not the, nowhere near the player that Dame Lillard was, but I just remember, you know, going to Houston and playing my first game with Akeem Olajuwon. And it was the easiest 15 points, 16 points I ever had in my life. I averaged like before there, I averaged like 18 points a game. But every game after the game, I would have to sit in a bath of ice. I would have to eat properly, get proper proper rest. Play with Akeem, you could stay out all night and eat junk food and get 17 points. Oh, it sounds like you want me on the roster. It was so much easier playing with a great player. And he, Giannis playing with Dame is going to be great. Absolutely, like offensively, draw so much attention, going to get some open looks, but on the defensive side of the ball, you played with the, one of the greatest shot blockers and even bigs with the ability to switch on the perimeter in a large one. Who do you think is going to be the defensive player of the year this year? Hmm. Well, it, that's a difficult question, um, you know, only because... You know, obviously there's, you know, the Draymond Greens and then and the Giannis as well. Um, they play great. Rudy Gobert, they play great defense. But I think we're going to see the best defensive player come from the best team in the league because it's going to be the guy who's making the impact and wins. And I don't know which guy is going to make I don't know if Rudy Gobert, who's here in, this, in Abu Dhabi, is, is, if it, is his defense going to impact winning? the way um, some of the other guys might. Is Draymond's defense gonna impact winning this year? Like, that's gonna be the difference. They all play great defense, but, you know, Mark is smart, but is it gonna impact winning? True Holiday, maybe. True Holiday, so yeah. Um, out of all the rookies that are coming to the league, you know, Wembenyama's getting a lot of the headlines. That means guys like Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson might have a little chip on their shoulder. Which rookie do you think, because we've also got Chet Holmgren who sat out last season, he said it all flew ward. Who do you think is going to be the rookie of the year? And I just went blank when you said it. He's, from, he's at Utah. Went to Baylor. That kid, oh man, when I think of his that, I just went blank. But he's going to, Utah, rookie, Baylor. Remember that. I need the guard. He's the guard. He, he, he really impressed me. I, I watched him play three times in person. He was really impressive, even though I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, and then I do like Scoot. 
However, sometime when you're, when you're on, I don't know what type of team Portland's gonna be, in terms of are they gonna be a good team, are they not? And when you're not on a good team, I call it sometimes you get empty calories. Like you're doing things that doesn't matter. Yeah. So sometimes the voters don't look at that. But Wimbayama is going to be the one that we're all looking to see. I mean, the guy couldn't fit in his door. <laughs> like, I, like I want to see him play. <laughs> Absolutely. Which players do you think are going to take the biggest leap? Who will be the most improved player that people might not have been taking notice of before, but you think is going to have a breakout season? This is going to sound weird, but I really believe Russell Westbrook is going to have a breakout season. I love that. I think someone who we've seen play great now will be great again. I think he will have the season that we most look at and go, wow, he's back to close to what we think he is because of the position he's in in with the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, and we saw flashes of that in the playoffs, you know, with the Clippers against the Suns, he was playing amazing basketball. Yeah. But now I've got a tough one for you just to end this conversation a little bit. You've played with some of the best players of all time. You work with some of the best players of all time. And obviously we're watching some of the best players of all time and their careers unfold right now. I need from you your all-time starting five of NBA players if you were building your ultimate team. Well, my ultimate team doesn't mean they're the best players. My ultimate team are the players I love to watch. So... You know, it's kind of like... You can give us both. You can give it's us like your music. favorite and... Well, that's the same. The, it's going to be the same. Yes. I'm not going to change okay, it. Okay, okay. Because it's like music. Like, if I go in my car, I'm going to listen to certain type of music that you might not like, but I think it's the best. You know, like, I think basketball opinions like that is the same. Um, at center, I'm going to go with Akeem Olajuwon. Have to. I'm going to go with Akeem Olajuwon. At power forward... I'm going to go with Tim Duncan. I'm going by position as well. At small forward. Mm. That's tough. I'm going to go with LeBron James. Mm -hmm. At shooting guard, it's not even close. Michael Jordan. And at the point... That might be the hardest one. Oh, I'm going with Urban Magic Johnson. It's not hard. Uh, not Steph Curry? Over Magic Johnson? I'm just saying I'm just saying, the greatest shooter to ever play. No, you, you said shooter. That's I like a, that shooting on my team. The best point guard. I'd like that shooting on my team. The best point guard that ever played basketball is Magic Johnson because of his ability. I'll say this. If, you, if you're on the court with Magic Johnson, you become a better scorer. If you, so that's a point guard to me. You become better player, scorer, because he's on the court. Does anyone become a better scorer because Steph's on the court? I'm asking you. A better scorer? Yeah. You can make the case that Andrew Wiggins being an all-star selection in the starting lineup has a lot to do with him playing alongside Steph. So Curry. you would say that his, his ratio of points came from the fact that Steph passing him the ball. No, not directly. Then there is. The gravity not directly. Not directly. I'm talking about a direct correlation yeah. between you being better is that guy. But it, it can't always be tracked in direct passes because if Steph attracts two defenders, that means maybe the player next to him is not open, but the player in the corner is open. Well, so that's one pass away. That's a hockey assist. I'm going to tell you because you're younger than I am. Just by a little bit. Magic Johnson, 
attracted two players. <laughs> and he, then he found you. So he, he did that as well. So his ability to, you know, graphically improve the way you play because he's on the court would be Magic Johnson, John Stockton. You know, I, I look at Steph as more of a hybrid, yeah. not really, a, he's a guard. He doesn't handle the basketball as much. He doesn't make all of the decisions. Great, one of the greatest, probably one of the top 10 players that ever played when it's all said and done he might be. But is he the best point guard? No, not even close. Okay, I respect it, Kenny. Not even close. I respect it. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Uh, Kenny Smith, good afternoon, what's I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that interview. If you haven't yet, follow me on social media because you get to see all of this stuff way before it hits YouTube. And of course, subscribe to this channel, subscribe to the other channel. It's all in the description. You know all that good stuff. I'll see you guys in the next video. Get buckets.